Next on BYU Sports Nation, New Year's Six or Bust? That's what a national publication just said about BYU in 2015. National champion, BYU quarterback Blaine Fowler joins us with his response. Plus, what it feels like to be on the New Year's Six or Bust train. And nine Cougars on their way to the NCAA championships, including Anjanae Monteverde. She'll join us live, plus a 44-year-old record crushed. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store. Simulcast on BYU TV and BYU Radio. Now from Studio B, your hosts... Spencer Linton, and Michael Elisa. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Monday, June 1st. That's right, it's June. Wherever and however you're dialed in, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with my man, Michael Elisa. Welcome back, brother. Thanks, my man. How was your weekend? So good, so good. Gotta get a lot of sleep in. I think that's what the weekend is for. You just catch up on your sleep. I know you went to see Pitch Perfect, too. Oh, I, I'm not going to lie. I got a little emotional at the end of the movie, but those songs are so good. I love I love music. I love swinging. You know what? I'm, I'm working on this little cafe racer project. It's a motorcycle I'm building. You're building a motorcycle. I posted a picture of it on Facebook and Instagram, and this BYU fan hits me up and says, hey, man, I'm, I'm a mechanical engineer. Let me help you out. So he tells me I can bring the, the bike over to his shop. He helps me move it. Stud. So thank you, Brock. That's how it works. Social media. Yeah. Uh, and apparently for former BYU players. <laughs> I, if I posted a, a bike on Facebook and Twitter, I don't, I'm not sure well, I dude, I'm, 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 well, I was like, dude, obviously I'm going to pay you. I mean, what's your rate? He said, it's, uh, you know, it's a 12-pack of Dr. Pepper. Wow! <laughs> so I was like, dude, you're the man. Thank you. Yeah, I'll take that all day, every day. Good stuff. Conversation Alive 24-7 on Twitter. Use the hashtag BYUSN. Be a part of BYU Sports Nation. Members always welcome. We have... A juicy Twitter question today, and it deals with something that was said in Scout.com. More on that in just a bit. Michael, give the people the Twitter question. Is it New Year's 6 or bust for BYU this season? Oh, man. That is a loaded question. And and for me, the answer was like immediate response. But what do you think, BYU Sports Nation? New Year's 6 or bust? A national publication essentially saying... That is the case. First tweet in from at the sports kid five. Yes, because we won't have another quarterback like Taysom for a while. Since we won't, my expectations are high. Hashtag Jake Heaps. <laughs> what? Jake Heaps makes the show at least once every like once per day. Big Seriously. Name. Big name. I I have to agree with that. I mean, when is the next time we're gonna have a Taysom like okay, quarterback? Yeah, wait, okay. For for a second I was like, wait, you agree? But t- the Taysom Hill factor. Is is a new perspective, okay? Because you're right. He's one, he's yeah. once in a generation type the, quarterback. This guy makes a point. You're not going to have another Taysom for a long, long time. But BYU thinks ever. that Tanner Mangum could be the next big thing, and he's home from his mission in June Tanner this Ma- month. Well, I mean, you, and you think about it, he was he was up there with James Winston coming out of high school. He, he was, was the Elite Eleven MVP with, with famous Jameis, who first round draft pick, national championship winner. So. Yeah, big things are coming from Tanner. You're not going to have another athlete like Taysom. I'm all of a sudden hungry for seafood. Uh, at Shy Kurt Vlogs. <laughs> I hear you there. Go for some crab legs. <laughs> not this early in the morning. But <laughs> I, second tweet. I sure hope not because we will be in for a long season if so. I'm thinking at least nine wins this season, though. Nine wins would be a really good season. With that schedule, nine wins. But according to this national publication, it's a bust. Nine wins a bust? Even ten wins would be a bust in their logic. 
man, that's, that's setting that's, the bar high. Yeah. It's a tough act to beat. Here are your BYU Sports Nation headlines. What are we talking about today? Nine different BYU track and field athletes qualified for the NCAA championships, including the 4x400 relay team, which broke a 44-year-old school record, and that brings us to the stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. Listen to this. Three minutes, three seconds, and 82 hundredths. BYU's 4x400 relay team set a new school record with that mark at the NCAA Regionals in Texas, breaking the old school record by almost four seconds. I just, I can't believe how long the old record stood. Look, you break, you break like relay records by hundreds, maybe yeah, a tenth. Yeah, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. we blew it away. Four a, a sec, one second in seconds? track is huge. Four seconds? I, but like I said, 44-year-old like record. It was about time. It was about time, BYU. It was about time we Goodness break that record. gracious. So, hey. Kudos to those guys. Former Cougar and PGA newcomer Zach Blairfin is tied for 16th at the AT&T. Byron Nelson earning himself a six-figure paycheck for his efforts on the golf course. He's, he's figured out I chose something. the wrong sport. <laughs> <laughs> we should have been golfers, man. Yeah. You and Lavelle Edwards, man. <laughs> Tyler Haas will work out with the Utah Jazz today. Haas has already worked out with the Suns and the Mavs. And a shout-out to Taylor Sander. Is there see? Well, but by the way, Ty, Tyler Haas picture with Dirk Nowitzki. Uh, wow. You don't see that every day. We we tweeted that out on our BYU Sports Nation account over the weekend. Really cool. He's on That's with awesome. the Jazz today. Taylor Sander, former BYU men's volleyball player, sixteen kills on thirty hits last weekend, but injured his ankle in a Team USA volleyball sweep of Iran to open their World League series. And the final headline today, Michael Brett McMurphy of ESPN reporting that the Las Vegas Bowl is set for Saturday. December 19th, 3.30 Eastern on ABC. BYU will play in either the Vegas or Hawaii Bowl this year, so there's a chance the Cougars could be on ABC in midday on December 19th. Where do you think we're going? The Ve- I'd love the Vegas Bowl this yeah. year. I'd love it. I mean, Hawaii's great. I'm, I'm fine. I'm fine with either one. The Vegas Bowl on ABC? That sounds good. Rise and shout, my friends. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. New Year's Six or Bust? Scout.com released their 2015 BYU football preview yesterday. The first of many college football previews that will be released by national publications over the next month or so. Included in that article, Michael, some very... Uh, interesting commentary. Let's begin with this one from Scout.com. And I quote, So with no conference championship to play for, one loss makes it tough to shoot for the stars, and two losses means the season is effectively over. (gasps) End quote. Huh? Two losses and the season is effectively over for BYU with that schedule? Now it makes me wonder, Michael. What do BYU fans think? I mean, is is it New Year's Six or Bust for you, the fan? What about you, Michael? Is it New Year's Six or Bust? Okay, well, Spence, let me answer this as because I know your feelings on this. But let me answer this as an as an athlete, as a player, former player. Yes, it is New Year's Six or Bust. Wait, wait, wait. As a player, you need to have that mindset that it is the the sky is the limit, and you're going there no matter what. So is it that way for every major college football team then? It should be. L- listen, as, as, a, as a former athlete, and that, now I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm sitting in the bleachers now watching the game. I don't want to cheer for a team that doesn't have the mindset that we're going to a national championship. We're going to a New Year's Six game. Okay, I'm If with you, you don't that. have that mindset, you're, you're nothing to me. You need to have that killer instinct. 
Okay, take the take the player out of it now. Okay. As a fan. Now, well, 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 okay, now let me add to, to the player really quickly. If you lose one game, so you have that mindset, New Year's Six or bust, but you lose one game, you lose two games, you have to be quick at readjusting your mindset and saying, all right, let's collaborate, let's, uh, let, let's set some new goals because our old one is off the table. Okay. So, so you got to be quick to, to heal, and, and this season it was tough. You were 4-0. You ha- were ranked 18. 4-0. We're going to New Year's Six game in our minds. We lose that first game and our starting guy, and all of a sudden that, that image, that goal, was, things are looking kind of bleak. And we have to start thinking, okay, where do we go from here? Mm. And, and it's a tough feeling in the locker room. You've got to be okay. strong-minded. Okay. Now, as a fan, New Year's Six or bust? No. No way. You win, you win nine games. You win ten, eight games. I think it's a great season. Now, listen to this. Okay, essentially... What this article is saying is even if BYU goes 10-2 and two in the regular season, take the bowl game out of it where they could win 11 games. If they go 10-2 and two in the regular season against this schedule, it's a bust. Okay, my knee-jerk reaction to that is uh, lunacy. That's absurd. It's crazy. It's ludicrous. You pick a synonym that matches those words. So clearly, yeah, I'm emotional about this because you have to take into mind hope, Versus expectation. Mm-hmm. They are very different things. Okay. As a player, you're kind of in a class of your own. You want to win every game. You expect to win every game. You prepare to win every game. Right. But as a fan, as somebody that's watching from the outside that's not immediately involved, and now you are that person. You were involved last year. You, you wanted to win. You expected to win every game. But now as a fan, as someone that's just an onlooker, what, it, is, is that not crazy? Is that not just dumb? I, I think that this guy, he's not thinking like, like an athlete because there, there's so much to play for. Even after New Year's Six is off the, off the table, there's so much to play for. Team pride, love of your team, you okay. know, the, 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 the desire to be great at what you do, at your craft, and, and to, to be a great athlete, to go out there and have fun with your brothers every game. There's so much to play for. It's not just postseason play. That's not the only thing to play for as an athlete. Okay, now let's take into consideration some things that fans will be like, well, I need something to point to, like something tangible, not just respect or pride. Or How about this? A national ranking at the end of the season. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Broncos pillars, 10 wins, a bowl win, and throw in that ranking. Okay? Now, we, let's not get ahead of ourselves. For BYU – to win 10 games this season and finish nationally ranked, it's, there's a good chance they're going to have to go 2-2 two and two in September, which, oh, by the way, in this article was referenced as this. I love this. Quote, BYU will be made or broken by the end of September at Nebraska, Boise State, at UCLA, at Michigan. Go 3-1 and one, and the season is on. Go 2-2 two and two, and there's no reason to keep playing hard. End quote. No reason to keep playing hard if you lose two games? Against those four teams? Who is this guy? I, I, I don't understand. Well, we, we, you only managed two wins against uh, either Nebraska, Boise, UCLA, well, or Michigan. Well, so, <laughs> you know, let's just write it up as another mediocre season for BYU. I'll just say this. This guy, I mean, he, he's, he, he can remain a sports writer. He's not going to be a football coach anytime soon. You tell your players, guys, we lost two games. Hang up your cleats. Turn in your helmets to the equipment room. <laughs> Season's over. We lost two games. Dumb no, with a capital D. BYU loses two games. There's still a great season to be played out. Great plays to be scripted into BYU yes. legend. You know, so there's so so much to play for. After I think. September, after September, you still have Cincinnati, 
Missouri, and at Utah State, a rivalry game to close out the season on the schedule. Don't no reason to play hard. I know he's exaggerating, but that, I mean, there's he's kind of serious in that. I'm going to do you a huge favor, BYU fans. Let's break down hope versus expectations specifically. Okay, hope is this: BYU's going 13 and 0, college football playoff, New Year's Six bowl game, national championship. Everything is awesome. Do I want all of those things? Of course. Yeah. Do you want those? Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know what's funny is that as, the clo- as the season gets closer, my player instinct is kind of kicking into gear. Now I'm thinking, yeah, we're going undefeated. We're going undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> well, you no, have a chance games. in every game because you have Taysom Hill. But to say this team's going to go undefeated, let's be honest. It's just not realistic. It's not realistic. This is coming from Blue Goggle Spencer. Okay? <sighs> Spence, though, as – I want Being those in things. Sport, yeah, I, I, I want I, those things. I know it looks difficult. It looks like it's almost impossible. But as a fan, the, the, the reason why we love the beginning of a season is because everyone's undefeated. Our yes. team is yes. BYU is undefeated going into the season, and hopes are high. Sky's the limit. We're we're American. We, we Tough want the schedule. We, and program everyone history. wants to cheer for the Cinderella team. You want to see. You're yeah, right. You, you want to see your team take You're down right. the Giants. You're right. BYU became the national darling after four so weeks I don't, I don't in the care season. How, how unrealistic but, it is going in as a fan? I, it, yeah. Yeah, let's, let's <laughs> hope for an undefeated season. Put them on. Put on the huge blue goggles. Okay. BYU, we're going undefeated. Okay, now expectations. This season. How about you want something tangible, fans? How about taking the next step? Again, that is the three pillars of Bronco Mendenhall. I can't focus with those huge goggles on Michael's I can't. Face. I'm focused on my eyes set <laughs> to the glory of BYU. Can you tell me the last time BYU achieved all three of Bronco's pillars? Mm, uh, 2009. It was 2011. Yo, no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. 2011. Sorry. Four years ago. Okay. So let's, let's hear from the horse's mouth and Bronco Mendenhall about what he wants. And to reestablish greatness within this program. I want to keep playing as, um, as the, most, the most difficult teams we can find that will play us. Biggest stages, on the road, best teams, shooting for 10 or more wins um, to move the program to the elite level. Take the next step, my friends. And to me, that's getting back to all three of Bronco Mendenhall's program pillars. 10 wins, a national ranking at the end of the season, and a bowl win this year would be unbelievably successful. Okay, the over-under for BYU in 2015, according to our friends in Vegas, eight and a half wins, which some people think is high. That, I think that, that's, uh, that's great. That's a good goal. Uh, let's get to the next step and then do that consistently. Ten wins, rankings, bowl wins. Then, after you do that a few years in independence, then let's go to New Year's Six expectations. <laughs> okay? One game at a time. What? <laughs> but it's okay to hope. It starts, it's okay to have that hope, Yeah, it, hope, hope. Hope is on. one thing. Hope expectations on are another. You know, it all starts on September 5th. Countdown to the Cornhuskers. 96 days. 96 days away from BYU at Lincoln Memorial Stadium when their run to the national championship begins. All right. (laughs) Back to the Twitter machine. It's Twitter time. Is it New Year's Six or bust for BYU this season? At Fat Frat 15 says, I've drank this Kool-Aid before and it didn't end well. Not drinking it this season. I'd be happy with 9-3 and three and thrilled 
with 10 and 2. Setting low expectations so he don't get hurt. Manage expectations is a major key to happiness. I know that Jerem Jordan is agreeing with me somewhere in Boston or New York right now. BYU fan, 1995, New Year's 6 would be great, but I think wins against P5 gives the Cougs plenty to play for. Yes! I agree. Big games. To the next step. Let's, let's win some big games. Hey, what's a realistic fan expectation for BYU football this season? We'll ask Uncle B, Blaine Fowler, his take next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products, simulcast on BYU Radio, the moving pictures, as always, on BYU TV. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation and join our conversation, especially today. Hashtag BYUS and all types of opinions coming in. Uh, we remind you, Wednesday, June 24th, that would be 23 days from now, Michael. It is media day for BYU oh. football. Oh, you know I love media day. Are you going to be hanging around? I, I don't know. I, 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 they probably won't <laughs> let me do the interviews that I Looming. used to do. <laughs> Remember the past two years I did a little interviews ago, interview all the players? Fun times. We should probably do something like that. We have another player for the do show. That. Pass the torch. Yeah. Well, we should at least do, have you do that for our show or something. I don't know. We'll, oh, try, we'll try and work something out. Yeah. Uh, State of the program on Media Day, 11 a.m. Eastern, 9 Mountain, with Bronco Mendenhall and Tom Holmo, a two-hour BYU Sports Nation special, breaking down everything from that State of the program address, plus expectations for the 2015 season from 12 to 2 Eastern, and then four decades of dominance. What has BYU done from 1975 to 2014? It's been really, really impressive, to say the least. The guest list on that show, off the charts amazing. Okay? And now I'll leave it at that. Now, our Twitter question today is, is it New Year's Six or bust for BYU this season? At Dilly Dally saying, yes, it is New Year's Six or bust. We know BYU can get to a bowl game. It's time to take it to the next level. Just win. My argument is the next level is achieving all of Broncos' pillars. Ten wins, national ranking, bowl win. Why can't that be the next level? The, the ne- to him, the next level, and, and to many, the next level is New, New Year's six. six. New Year's Six. <laughs> New Year's Six. Manage expectations. Joining us now, a man who will help us do that. Blaine Fowler, national championship quarterback for BYU 1984 and college football insider. Blaine, let's start with the easy question today. Is it New Year's Six or bust for BYU football? Gosh, I don't like the word bust. Because I think, I think New Year's Six has to be the goal for the team, for the coaches, for the fans going into the season. If, if you're not going out and playing for that to start with, then that's messed up to begin with. But I don't like the word bust because it's okay to be disappointed if, if you don't get there. So if you get to midseason and you've got two losses and one of those isn't against the top ten team, you kind of have to readjust. So you're disappointed that maybe that's not the goal anymore, but you gotta you got to be able to move forward and plow forward because there's other things you can play for. So I think the goal has to be New Year's Six. But if they have a rough September, if you say bust, oh, let's just not play anymore. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's like every corner goes into a game saying, I will not get beat over the top for a touchdown in this game, period. That's my goal. I am not going to get beat. Well, what happens if on the first drive they throw a touchdown over the top of you? Like, go to the side of the, well, coach, what, my goal was to not give up a touchdown. Now I did, so just forget the whole rest of the game. I'm not going to cover the rest <laughs> of the game. Because I, I didn't want to give up a touchdown, and I did in the first minute of the game. So you know what? You, you better put somebody else in because you know, my goal is, is lost. So it can't be bust. It's got to be 
Go into it with a mindset that you got a senior quarterback. You're going to be better defensively. On offense, you should be lights out with that guy and with the talent you have around him and a more experienced offensive line. So, yeah, our mindset ought to be New Year's Six. But if they lose two in September, we just give up? No, no way. You, you readjust your goals. It's not bust. Bust is the wrong word. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Yeah, Take Blaine, it away, Michael. Blaine, I agree with you, man. Uh, now, now, what would you say now if we lose two games? And there's a BYU, there is a BYU fan out there wondering this. Well, what if it's not New Year's Six? What are you playing for? Well, you're playing for a national ranking. That ought to be. You can still get to double digit wins, and you're playing for a national ranking. And I think that that's been the case every year, regardless of where BYU is. When they were in the Mountain West Conference, and before that, when they were in the WAC. I know that the coaches always had coach speak and said, hey, you know, our first goal is always to win the conference championship. Lavelle used to say that every year. First goal is to win the conference championship. Well, I'm here to tell you that the five years that I was in the program from 1981 to 85, we listened to that and went, yeah, yeah, yeah. If we're not ranked in the top 15, we're going to be disappointed. Hmm, Who cares about the WAC championship? And who cares about the Mountain West Conference championship? Hmm. If we're not ranked in the top 15, who cares? See, but back in those days, you could be, you know, you, you you could win the conference championship and lose two or three games and not be ranked. To me, that was not good. Who cares if you win the Mountain West and you're not ranked in the top 15? That's what I say. I, to me, that's a bigger goal. And for teams in different, like if you're in the Pac-12 and you win the Pac-12, well, you're going to be ranked in the top 15. That's a given. But when I hear these people say, oh, maybe we should just go back to the Mountain West Conference, I just laugh out loud at that. That's ridiculous. That's who cares about that conference? It, when you're an independent, you're playing for a national ranking. And you can lose two games in September and still get to 10 wins and still be ranked at the end of the season. To me, that's, that's what the goal ought to be. Blaine Fowler with us on BYU Sports Nation. Breaking down today's Twitter question, is it New Year's 6 or bust for BYU football? And if it's not, what are the Cougars playing for? He says a national ranking, which I agree with wholeheartedly. That is the next step. I mean, Blaine, the last time BYU finished with the national ranking and double-digit wins was 2011. It's, we're coming up on, on four years, and so for this guy in Scout.com uh, previewing BYU's football season to say that two losses means the season is effectively over just seems, it just seems ludicrous to me. How do you feel about that? If, if, if he's using that, that rationale, then even teams that are not independent, that are in conferences then should just throw away the season. Because if Utah goes 2-2 two and two in September, they're not playing in New Year's Six either. So is that just, you know, what, should they just quit at that point? You know, should, should UCLA, if, they're, if, if they lose two games early, in the, because it, it's really not any different. It, it's hard from any conference outside of the SEC to lose two games in a regular season and play in a New Year's Six Bowl. Um, but, but it's equally hard to go undefeated anyone in the country. I mean, that's everybody's goal at the beginning of the year. I think USC, with what they have coming back, should feel like they should be undefeated this year. Alabama thinks they should be undefeated every single solitary year. But is that really realistic for those teams? The, the ability to go undefeated is, is almost out of the question for every program in the country. We just don't have that many undefeated teams from year to year, but every team goes into the season with that goal, and then, and then they readjust. So, so, so to me, if you're, if you're saying, hey, if BYU loses two, two games, then it's done, why? Because they're an independent? Then, then that's the case for everybody in the country. We know that's not the case. And Amen. So, Amen, brother. And so conference or no conference, I, I don't think it's lost season if they lose two in September. And you know what? Realistically, they could lose two in September. 
They could go on to win nine regular season games and, and win a bowl game, whether it's the Vegas Bowl or the, or the Hawaii Bowl, and finish 10-3. and three. And still, heck, they could lose two in September and win 10 regular season games and finish 11-2 and two and be ranked in the top 15. To me, that's not a failure. So saying that the season's over at the end of September, I don't even think it's over if they're 1-3 and three in September. I'll be really, really disappointed. But, again, that word bust, to me the season won't be a bust until I see what happens. And part of that is, say they go 2-2 two and two in September. Now, I want to watch those two teams that they lost to. Say they lose to Nebraska and UCLA in September. UCLA is in a lot of people's top ten. Yeah. And then say, say, say we get to eight weeks in the season, UCLA is 8-0, and Nebraska has kind of a surprising season, and they're 8-0 at that point. Were those two bad losses? You know, no. That's why you have to have, let it play out. And so 2-2, two and two, I won't know if that's a bad 2-2 two and two or a good 2-2 two and two until I get eight or nine weeks into the season. In terms of a final record, Blaine, I just want to get your take on this. What would be considered like success for BYU in 2015? With this schedule, and I've been I've been saying this all along. If nine regular season wins to me is what I expect them to do, if Taysom Hill stays healthy, and it, it well, it's twofold. Taysom has to stay healthy, and the defense needs to get back to the mentality. And Michael, you can attest to this. They just have to manage points. I don't even care. If, if they're top 20 in the country in total defense, all I care about is that they manage points. So if they make teams drive long fields and they keep the points down, and, they, and so they're, they're right up there in the top 10 of scoring defense in the country, then this is a team that should win nine games or I'll be disappointed. Ten wouldn't surprise me. That, that would be, now I would think that now we're talking about a, a very successful season. Eleven wins to me is a phenomenal season. So I expect nine. I'd be really happy with ten. And 11, I'd go, wow, this is, this is, you know, a great season at 11. Eight is going to be a disappointment to me. Eight's a disappointment. So, so I'm right there on that borderline. Eight, nine, eight's a disappointment. Nine, I'm good with. Ten, I'm happy. Absolutely. Ele- yeah. Eleven, I'm jumping up and down and high-fiving people. Yes. Now, and the thing is, with Taysom Hill, I said this off the top of the show, because of the way he is and the game-changer that he, that he is, BYU has a shot in every single game they play, right? doesn't matter if oh, he doesn't. They have a shot to win every game on that schedule. Absolutely. And that's why I give that little caveat that those are my win expectations that they keep Taysom upright the whole season, right? If he's there the whole season, he just gives them a shot because he can single-handedly take over a game. He can just take over a game and will a team to, to a win. And when you've got somebody that's doing that on the offensive side, it just seems like it carries over to the defense and they get energy when they see a quarterback turn a corner, run over a guy, run through two guys and hurdle a guy at the goal line, all of a sudden the defense gets fired up and they play better the next series. So he has an impact on the whole team with, with his ability to just change things out on the field. So, yeah, Spencer, you're exactly right. When he, if he's healthy the whole season, there's not a single game that, that they can't win. Now, they won't be favored in every game, but, but there's not a game that you, you go into feeling like, Man, they, they can't they can't beat UCLA on the road. There's no way. No, they there's a chance. So you're telling me there's a chance. <laughs> so you're yes, saying I am. there's a chance. I yes, for that. I am. <laughs> and we want to take you back to a question we asked our BYU Sports Nation friends last week. Um, so if you could give me a quick answer here, Blaine, that would be fabulous. Which BYU newcomer will have the greatest impact this season? Brian Logan said. Eric Takanaka, I said Johnny Linehan because I feel like the punter is a weapon. Which guy not on the roster last year that's here this year will have 
the greatest impact. Okay, just to give another uh, another view, I'm going to say Micah Hanneman. Ah, okay. And so, so because I agree that Takanaka is going to have a big impact. I think on the offensive side, Nick Kurtz, but we can't count him as a newcomer because he was here last year. Right. And he was just hurt. But right. the first time people see him on the field. So on offense, you know, he, he's going to make make big things happen and take pressure off of Matthews on the other side. But I think if we're going pure newcomers, weren't on the team last year, I would go Takanaka and Hanneman. And I think Takanaka's going to have an impact earlier in the season. But I think by the end of the season, Micah Hanneman is going to be a regular, making plays, and people are going to go, wow, this is – this is the kind of player we need to have in the secondary because he's one of the best combinations of size, athleticism, so all those things they look for, but he's a smart, smart football player that's going to be where he's supposed to be. And for that reason, I think by the time the season's over, we're going to go, wow, Hanneman had a huge impact this year. Blaine, great stuff. We appreciate the emotion and the passion, as always. Uh, Mikey Hanneman right now listed as the starting boundary cornerback uh, for those wondering. Great to have you on the show, Blaine. Thanks, Blaine. Thanks, guys. Talk to you soon. Our Twitter question today, is it New Year's 6 or bust for BYU football at Ethan Ellington says, if they don't get to the New Year's 6, how can they win a national championship? They can't. So, yes, it's a bust. Yeah, double them up. I, I can't get enough blue goggles on my face for that. I love the optimism. I love the hope. If, but you, expectations. if you're not winning a national championship, it's a bust? Hey. I don't know about that. We have a BYU athlete headed to a national championship in Eugene. She's in studio next. Welcome back, my sports friends. Spencer Linton and Michael Alisa in Radio Vision Live on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Download the show podcast on iTunes. Stream it on BYUsportsNation.com. Refreshing today's BYUSN headlines. Let's start with this, Michael. Nine different BYU track and field athletes, including the young lady that's in studio right now. Talk to her in just a moment. Qualified for the NCAA championships. hey how about the four, and how about the 4x400 relay team broke a 44-year-old school record by almost four, four seconds. seconds? Yeah, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Hey, did you hear about PGA newcomer Zach Blair and the paycheck he picked up over the weekend? Must be nice. Six digits. <laughs> Just, a week. Just a good weekend. Hey, finished tied for 16th. Six-figure paycheck. <laughs> yeah, and again, like you said, maybe we picked the wrong sport. Tyler Hawes will work out with the Utah Jazz today. Uh, he has worked out previously with the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. And Taylor Sander of Team USA Volleyball, BYU Volleyball Phenom when he was here. 16 kills on 30 hits last weekend. Did injure his ankles, so we're waiting to hear on that. Uh, but USA swept Iran to open their FIVB World League Series. Now to the lady that we just introduced to you, kind of. Anjanae Monteverde making her second stop in Studio B, I believe, in less than a month, right? Yeah, I believe so. <laughs> well, apparently you're doing good things, and you thank you for utilizing the BYU Sports Nation karma effectively. Oh, of course. <laughs> Making us all proud. Last time, last time you were on here, I think I was a co-host over yes, here. Yes, that's yeah, right. Yep. <laughs> We've got the Michael Anjanae thing going. Okay. Karma. Gotta you, keep it you, going. You qualified for nationals uh, in the pole vault. When did reality set in that you were, you were headed back to uh, Eugene to compete for an NCAA championship? Um, it was actually kind of crazy. So I made the 424 bar on third attempt, which was awesome. Kind of nerve-wracking, but it happened. And then That's your final attempt, right? Yes, that was my final attempt. And we were all just kind of waiting there to see how many people were left. And everyone was saying there's 14 of us, and they take 12. So we're like, well, we're going to have to do another bar. So I'm thinking, okay, I got this. I mean, that'll be an outdoor school record, another PR. I'm just going to do this. And then all of a sudden my coach is like, no, there's 11 of you. I'm like, what? No, there's not. 
And then we waited for like five minutes. I'm like, this is insane. I'm just like sitting there, like moving around, talking to my teammate. And then it finally kind of set in. And I'm like, yeah, okay, I think I'm going to nationals. This yeah. is what I came here to do, and it happened. I couldn't believe it. So it was fun. Well, congratulations awesome. <laughs> on uh, on getting to nationals. Thanks. Um, and uh, you know, I know from one athlete to the other, there's there's this camaraderie there that I just kind of <laughs> sit back and watch. So go ahead, go ahead. I'll just be the third man out here. So being awesome at sports, right? It's pretty cool, right? <laughs> being super athletic and stuff. Oh my god! Actually, no, you're way better athlete than I oh, whatever. ever hoped to be. Um, but so, so getting there though, I mean, as an athlete, I know it takes a lot of training, a lot of preparation. Tell me about that. How's how's your schedule been? How do you how do you prepare heading into your final meet? Um, honestly, I think you just mentally is the biggest preparation for me i think um i went to indoor nationals and didn't turn out the way that i wanted to so now going to outdoor nationals i have a lot more power and like fire in me to just do really well and um with training everything just keep everything the same and consistent and i don't know this week is just going to be pretty simple just like every other week and i don't know mentally it's going to be the biggest thing and i'm pretty excited about it so what is what is within that training schedule what what is normal for you so, on a given day <laughs> So normal, like, we all vault about two times a week, um, you know, longer run, like, and or shorter run, just depending on the day, do a few drills, because pole vaulting is so technical, you can do so many different things. Um, there's a day where we'll just do running and technique, and of course, two days lifting as well, so. Okay, that's normal, right? Yeah, that's normal. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and the running, you're not just training with, like, the sprinters, you're, you have no. to work on your steps, and have, they have to yeah. be the exact same every single time, right? Yeah, so, I mean, we do kind of running just like sprinters do, like hundreds, two hundreds, that kind of thing. Um, but we also do things where we actually are holding a pole, and that's the kind of stuff of the t- can't talk type of running that I like to do. I, that happens to me all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, what are your goals for the final meet when you get there? Have you set a personal goal? Yeah, I mean, my season goal, ever since I jumped 14 feet indoors, I had to kind of reevaluate all that. I've been wanting to jump 435. Um, the school record overall is 430, um, and that's just... I don't know what the progression will be exactly, but that's just what I've had my eyes set on is 435. And now, is that getting... inches? No. So that's... What's, four, what's 435? Yeah. It's in meters. Sorry. So that's about... Okay. okay. 4.35 14... meters. <laughs> yeah. okay. Sorry. That's about 14.3. Uh, in meters, it's kind of crazy. So, I mean, the school record's 14.1 and something. So I just want to... Be higher than that. It's basically what I'm saying. Okay, <laughs> fair enough. Give me that in feet because I'm not good. Fourteen with feet, about oh, oh, one okay. inch. Fourteen okay. feet, two 14, inches. Two, okay. We'll just say that. Gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> okay. You're educating that, that us. So we appreciate that. <laughs> Sorry, my track mind is just in feet, meters. <laughs> I don't even know what would 435 inches be. I don't even know. That's like going to be some ridiculous <laughs> number. Engineer Monteverde of BYU Track and Field with us just qualified for the NCAA championships to be held. In Eugene, Oregon, uh, when when do they start for you specifically? So I will jump Thursday. I think it's the 11th. Okay. Um, but the meet starts on Wednesday next week. So Thursday, June 11th, Anjanae Monteverde of BYU will try and go next level, <laughs> although getting to the finals is uh, quite a feat in and of itself. Um, how will it be for you? I mean, you, you started your track and field career with your sister, Alyssa, at – the University of Oregon. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to Eugene could be what kind of emotion are you expecting to feel when you get back there? Um, I don't know, I'm pretty excited about it. I mean, in a way, it's kind of like a home court advantage if you think of it that way. Just because I vaulted there so many times and I practiced there, I mean, all freshman year. I haven't jumped there since then, so it's been a few years, but I've been back a couple times and I've watched nationals there and watched, you know, other people jump and stuff like that. So I don't know, I'm really excited to jump there again. It'll be kind of weird to like get on the track and be like, well, I'm here again, but I think it'll be a lot easier than any other place. 
so I'm excited. <laughs> All right, back to nationals with BYU track and field. You had eight other teammates uh, make or do enough, rather, to get back to Eugene, including that 4 by 400 relay team. <laughs> it, it, did you witness that, or have you seen video of it? Like, what was I that was like? I was there. I was there. It was awesome. We were all together right there on the home stretch and cheering really loud, and some school behind us was trying to do the same thing we were doing, in it. and it was just it was so fun for us because, you know, with our team and Shaq finishing up, that was just it was just amazing. I love the 4x4. I always say to watch the 4x4. It just, it's so exciting and fun to see our team doing that well and breaking the school record like that. <laughs> To break the record by four seconds, though? I mean, yeah, like, well, that's three, incredible. 3.8, that's just... That's incredible. It was, we were freaking out. It was fun. <laughs> it was great to end the meet, that's for sure. <laughs> the relays always are the most exciting. I love the 4x1 and especially the 4x4. Four four. Oh, yeah. It was fun. It's so fun to watch. So, tell me, what's the best part of being part of the, the track and field team? Honestly, it's... I love the BYU track team, specifically. It's a completely different dynamic than I've ever had before. Our team is so close, and everyone's so supportive, and... I don't know. Just the type of people I'm with every single day is amazing. It's it's great. Everyone's so supportive. Including your sister, Alyssa. Yeah. She came on the show last week, and uh, we were sent a picture, I believe from BYU Photo, <laughs> of of you. It was me hurdling. I used to do hurdles. Can you believe it? <laughs> so you can't confirm that it was a picture of you. It was. It was me. <laughs> they did the same thing last year with the mix-up with that. I don't know. That picture just says Alyssa, apparently. So I don't know. But hey, I'll take it. <laughs> how, often is, how often does that happen with BYU Photo or a BYU website where it's, it's you or... You know, Not even necessarily BYU just life in general okay. <laughs> happens all the time um <laughs> I don't know BYU hasn't gotten mixed up that many times I think that's the only well second time they've used that picture for Alyssa when it was actually me I, I don't think I've ever seen your sister are you two twins yeah or, okay, okay yeah we're twins I didn't know makes sense yes yeah, yeah. it does, does her, right? hair's, her hair's a little darker but I mean still people get us mixed up have all you the just time. given us the key yes that's okay. the key to tell her hair is a shade dark lighter Actually, hair she, and Janae, darker hair it's a lot darker now i mean as of last week so. <laughs> <laughs> did she do that was that purposeful yeah was, okay. we used to have the same hair up until senior high school and then she decided to chop it off and dye it dark and we've been different ever since <laughs> now she said that she was also into cheerleading so we're both of you yes. on the cheerleading squad at the same time like Yes. I can imagine that that caused your coaches <laughs> some grief, right? Oh, yeah. They, there's also, when growing up, we were on this competitive cheer team. There's another set of twins that were there, too. We had to have our names on our shirts during tryouts <laughs> so they knew which one it, which twin was which. <laughs> uh, especially, no. Yeah, especially when we were younger, we looked a lot more um, the same. So Okay. <laughs> She said that you uh, you also pulled a switch on a on a date or something last week. We, <laughs> sort no of. We way. tried to. We tried to. She just started dating this guy, and we both started. <laughs> we went to this volleyball game or something like that, and she tried holding hands with the guy that I was dating. He walked up and was like, "Wait, this isn't right." And kind of started freaking out a little bit because stop doing that. You can't trick me like that. It almost worked. Not quite though. That is outstanding. <laughs> Okay, uh, we'll finish with this. When you're when you're engaged in your event, whether watching or competing. Uh, or sorry, when you're not like it's, it's your downtime. What do you, what are you doing? What are you doing at the meet? Um, I like talking and interacting with people. I'm not the type of person that sits in the corner and just, you know, thinking to myself. That just gets in my head. It's not fun. I like having fun at the competitions. And I don't know. I had a lot of past teammates and other people I've competed against a lot at this last week, and it was fun just talking to them and cheering for them. And I like watching that kind of stuff, not just sitting there in my own corner, quiet and. <laughs> I don't know. That's boring. Come on. you got to get into it a little bit. Okay. I like that. And Janae Monteverde, BYU track and field, qualified for the NCAA championships. Great to have you back. 
Congratulations. Thank you, Thank you so much. Congrats. <laughs> really good stuff. And now an icon of a hero for one Michael Alisa. <laughs> Absolutely. Extroverted athlete, ex-cheerleader, twin. Oh the resume just goes on. <laughs> Great stuff. Up next on BYU Sports Nation, back to our initial conversation with BYU football. Is it New Year's Six or bust for the Cougars? We're going to get to your opinions. Plus, Phil Steele has released his preseason all-conference teams. How many Cougars made it? You know you're sticking around. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation continues, presented by the BYU Store, your home for authentic BYU products. Signed, Spencer Linton. To my left, Michael Alisa. Just had a really fun, entertaining interview again with track and field star Anjanae Monteverde. It's the second time she's been in in a month. On her way to NCAA Nationals in Eugene, Oregon as a pole vaulter. She's great. Yes, she is. Yes, she is. Her sister Alyssa, unfortunately, did not make it, uh, but uh, was really close. Um, nine Cougars overall on their way to that final championship meet in Eugene, Oregon. We remind you, you can watch or listen to BYU Sports Nation on a bevy of platforms. Okay, Download the podcast on iTunes for free. You can also stream it on Roku, Xbox 360. You can watch video on demand at BYUtv.org slash BYUSN. We have YouTube clips. All sorts of ways to listen to the show, and we will continue to bring it each and every day over the summer, getting you geared up for the fall sports season, including, of course, BYU football, which starts 96 days from now. Our Twitter question, is it New Year's Six or bust for BYU football this season? Interesting opinions, to say the least, from not only you, but national media members from Scout.com, at DeYoung1993, one of our BYUSN members tweeting and saying, no. Given the schedule and the lack of at-large New Year's Six births, it's unlikely and unreasonable to expect it this year. You're making sense, okay? I, I agree with this. Like, you have to take into consideration that it's going to be a war with a top-tier opponent more often than not week in and week out for BYU football in 2015. Yeah, well, going back to what Blaine said, I loved what he said. He, he expects, he, he hopes for 11 wins. He hopes to maybe get into one of those games. You have to. I don't think it's unreasonable to expect it, but but to get it and and then be just devastated if we don't get to near six, I think that's unreasonable. Okay, so managing expectations, like if you lose, you reassess. There's still plenty to play for. Now, the New Year six this year compared to last year is going to be a more difficult challenge to break into. There are only three at-large spots in this year's NY six compared to five last year. So, using my math expertise there. That means it's harder for independent BYU to make an elite bowl game. The openings that are still available for the 2015-2016 New Year's Six games are the Chick-fil-A Peach Bowl, two at-larges there, and then one at-large in the Vizio Fiesta Bowl, Okay, which I'm guessing will go to the qualifying G5 team. The G5 team with the best record, it was Boise State last year, a game that they went to and won. They beat Arizona in. Uh, BYU has less opportunities. So, again, the odds are stacked. The odds are stacked against the Cougars because of the difficult schedule and the lower number, but you've got the smile on your but face. But you're saying there's a chance. <laughs> I, knew that, I knew that was so coming. still three openings? All right. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and you went to, you agreed with Blaine on the player's mentality, Michael, where it's Look, yeah, yeah, you should expect to win every game. If you don't, that's messed up. If, if you're a player 
and you're thinking, I hope we win eight games this season, or I hope we win ten games this season, and you're not thinking we're going undefeated, I'm going to slap you in the face. <laughs> because you need to hope for the best. And you need to prepare. Prepare for the best. Prepare for the best. Have that mindset going in every day. I'm going to work hard so I can achieve this goal. I'm going to work hard. And it's going to drive you to new heights. Otherwise, you, you, you plan to fail? You're going to fail. You're going to fail. Yes. <laughs> Don't plan to fail. <laughs> Let's get back to more of your tweets. Tweet, tweet. Is it New Year's Six or bust for BYU this season? At why not BYU? If by bust you mean all is lost, no. But it would be a great year for Taysom, Jamal, etc. Cougar Nation, if it occurred. Yes, it would be. My point is, just, you want something tangible? Get back to the pillars, to Bronco Mendenhall's pillars. They haven't happened, all three of them, in the same season in almost four years. Being 10 wins, a bowl game win, and a top 25 ranking to end the season. The last time they did it was after the Armed Forces Bowl, led by Riley Nelson, and one Michael Alisa oh. as the starting running back. Guys. Okay. Stop. Stop. It's been a while though. You yeah. you've experienced it in mm-hmm. independence, um, but it's it's tough to do to hit all three pillars. So, again, my point is get back there consistently, hitting all three pillars in independence against these tough schedules. Then we can be like, okay, what's what's the next level? It's the New Year's Six. But you know, it's player mentality versus fan mentality versus you know an analyst. Like they're they're all three different. Just. Manage expectations and maintain happiness. <laughs> At our green, ha. This season is tough, but so are the next several. So, yes, we need to have expectations that will get us into a P5. And that I understand the hope of getting P5. So that is something to play for. And as a player, you do think about the future of your program. Do you have to go to a New Year's Six game Even to, gra- to compete well and get noticed by P5s, though? I, I, think, I think that's the general consensus. Yeah, mm-hmm. you, you want to you wanna play in the big stages if you want to be seen and, and given a shot. As a player, you do think about the future of your own program. And, and for that, that is something to definitely play for. Yeah, the, the P5, I, I understand the P5 argument. You play well against the elite teams, you get noticed. But what if you go 10 and 2? Like, I think for me, that's like, it screams like, yes, we yeah. can play. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, we can hang. Coming up, how BYU shattered a 44-year-old school record. And I mean shattered. Cougar whip around. BYU Sports Nation presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. What should we do now, Michael? Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar whip around. Track and fill. Nine BYU track leads qualified for nationals over the weekend in the West Regional, including the men's 4x400-meter relay team who broke a 44-year-old school record in their final race with a time of 3 minutes, 3 seconds, and 82 hundredths. Men's basketball. Broke it by almost 4 seconds. It's killers. Yeah. Tyler Hawes continues his quest for an NBA roster as he will work out with the Utah Jazz today. He has several more workouts planned in the upcoming days. Men's volleyball. Taylor Sanders and Team USA continues World League play over the weekend in L.A., The U.S. beat Iran in four sets on both Saturday and Sunday. Sanders had 16 kills on 30 attempts on Saturday, but did not play Sunday due to an ankle injury. He will have an MRI today. Cougars in the PGA. Former Cougar and PGA newcomer Zach Blair finished tied for 16th at the AT&T Byron Nelson. 
Got a little over $100,000 for that effort. No biggie. Congratulations, Zach. Football. ESPN's Brett McMurphy reports the Las Vegas Bowl is set for Saturday, December 19th at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on ABC. BYU will play in either the Las Vegas Bowl or the Hawaii Bowl this year. The Hawaii Bowl, I believe, is set for Christmas Eve. So, for family planning purposes... And I would be home for that. I'd be Ooh. home in Hawaii for that if that happened to be the case. So, I'd Look, definitely BYU, be there. I'd try to get on the sideline for BYU that. BYU basketball is playing in a tournament on the 22nd, the 23rd, and the 26th in Hawaii. Oh, my goodness. Talk if we could get the Hawaii Bowl, trip. that'd be great. That'd be the I'd ultimate love, road trip for any BYU for fan. Uh, just in, uh, this Justin, we tweeted out a, a few minutes ago, Phil Steele has released his all-independent teams. BYU players all over those lists, understandably... I know there's only three teams uh, in Independence, BYU, Notre Dame, and Army, but the Cougars uh, are listed at length there. Uh, we'll talk about that more tomorrow. Today's Rise and Shout brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help when you need it most. DexterLaw.com, and this is easy. It goes to the 4 by 400 record-setting BYU team at regionals qualifying for nationals, breaking an old-school record by almost four seconds. They've got a shot, Michael, I'm not kidding, to win it all. You know what the times are looking like nationwide? I have looked at them, and they have a shot. Dude, that would be unreal. They have a shot. Shaq Walker. Anytime you got Shaq Walker anchoring a team, you got a shot. Anytime you got a guy with that name on a team, <laughs> you got a shot. <laughs> Our Twitter question today, is it New Year's 6 or bust for BYU this season? Let's go to the Twitter machine. You got tweets. Okay, here we go. <laughs> this is from Alex Sanders in response to me saying that it is unrealistic. Look at Spencer Linton being Mr. Realist since Jerem Jordan is gone. You getting soft, bro? Hashtag weak sauce. <laughs> no, I'm not getting soft. But Jerem would say, look, eight wins is awesome. That's I, I still believe that with Taysom Hill healthy, BYU is going to win 10 games and finish ranked in the top 20. And win a bowl game, which I think would be amazing. But you're getting a little soft. You're saying that let's not hope for. No, I didn't say not to hope. <laughs> I hope. Okay, I'm just trying to put words in your mouth. So, so, so you're okay with hoping for undefeated? Yes, of course. Okay. We all should hope okay. for that. Okay, good. Good. Just checking yes. where your alliances okay. are. All right. <laughs> Thanks to Blaine Fowler and Anjanae Monteverdi and Michael Elisa. Follow us on Twitter at BYU Sports Nation. For Michael and Spencer, shout out to Frank Fredericks. We're back to work tomorrow.